Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So there you are, Broadway. Excited to be back in the theater watching a play, not only a play, but a Play starring Broadway legend Patti LuPone, but wait, you've let your mask, and yes, they're requiring masks in a lot of the theaters, you've let your mask sag below your nose, and Patti LuPone decides to address you from the stage. Your mask protects me so that I can perform. That's why you're in the theater. That is the rule. If you don't want to follow the rule, get the f*** out! That's wild. I was listening to a New Yorker on a podcast the other day because he talking about how he went to the Billy Joel concert. He's playing a small area and uh, no masks, of course, but you go a couple of blocks the other direction. The Broadway crowd, everybody in masks and that sort of response from the stage. If you your mask slips below your nose and it's it's all like ideology and perception, right? I mean, it's just yeah, different crowds. It's just cultural. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, how how wild. A blind man just climbed Mount Shasta, the fifth highest peak in the state of California at 14,000 feet. That's right. A blind man climbed a mountain, which allows us to play this clip. <laughs> We're going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. 
So we'll hear about that coming okay. up. Okay. As we head to the break, a look at the six o'clock. <laughs> mm. Now, my question to you is: <laughs> Is the man sightless, or does he prefer the company of men? <laughs> I mean, does he have a guide dog? Let's start right there. Two very different things. Very different. Well, he's clearly gay. I mean, he's gay. I mean, he's blind. (laughs) I'm not sure why climbing a mountain gay would be that extraordinary. (laughs) I I know lots of gay people, and they're more than capable of climbing mountains. In my experience, they tend to be more fit than those of us who aren't gay. But uh, Speaking for myself, yes. (laughs) And and her doubling down on gay before she gets... Let's just hear it one more time. We're going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. So we'll hear about that. Coming okay. Out. As we head to the break, a look at the six. I'm sorry. Did I say gay? All right. I meant- as we head to the break, I'm going to pretend I just didn't hear that absolute cluster F train wreck. But he's gay. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. He's gay. <laughs> what? Why'd you say it twice? Pardon me. He's a homosexual. I'm sorry. I mean, he's married to a man. I'm so Lord. I'm sad. No, no, indeed, he's sightless. I just yes. can't stop saying this. He's gay. <laughs> he's blind is what I meant. How did she even come to make that mistake? <laughs> Who knows? She probably, I don't know, because I do it all the time. She probably glanced at a, another piece of paper or something or teleprompter that had that word. But it'd be it. like if I said uh, weather today, it's going to be sunny in 72 schnauzers. I'm sorry, schnauzers. <laughs> I mean degrees. <laughs> it's like, where does it's that come from? Kind of unrelated. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That is one of my favorite all-time things. By the way, I, uh, I'm i going to someday pay a dog breeder to breed me a dog that's half schnauzer, half shih tzu, just so <laughs> I can tell people that's what my dog is. For the delight it would bring me, since I consider schnauzer one of the funniest words in existence. It's a good one. Yeah. It is a good one. Jack, you had a little mistake earlier in the show, too. I had some MMA farter. What? What did I say? Some MMA farter. So what? Some MMA farter. I meant to say fighter. Some MMA farter. Mm. Jack, who claims to never use the F word. Well, I never. J'accuse, as they say in France. I never do that disgusting act, and I never say the word. Okay. Um. Some MMA farter. (laughs) So, more serious fare. This was making the rounds yesterday. A guy from Texas, it'll become obvious he's a Texan, pointing out. What is and isn't in the school library in their public schools? As I've mentioned before, one of the great ways that you can perform bias in news coverage without people noticing it is you don't have to shade your stories. It's the stories you choose to cover or not cover. That's the easiest way to do bias. I That's the bias I see in NPR, and there's plenty of other kinds of bias in NPR, but the stories that NPR never covers are the ones that they emphasize. That's where their biggest bias comes in. Same as with the library here. Listen to this and wonder if it's the same in your state. In the top-ranked government school district in Texas, you'll discover zero books about or by our very own U.S. senators from Texas, Ted Cruz or John Cornyn. Now, when I first read that, I thought, I'm an eighth grader and i got to go read a book about Senator Cornyn? Do I, do I have to? I guess if I was assigned it, I would fake it. But, But here's the point. There are no books about those Texas senators, but many lionizing titles by or about out-of-state senators like Kirsten Gillibrand, Bernie Sanders, or Elizabeth Warren 
So there are no books in the school <laughs> library about their own senators, but who are Republicans, and plenty about some of the leading progressives from other states that are that are there. You could almost make a case for a book about Elizabeth Warren. Almost. Kirsten Gillibrand is a halfwit. Or Bernie. You could make a case for Bernie. I mean, he yeah, yeah, I suppose. damn near got the nomination. <laughs> Bernard Sanders. But still, you can't make it. Well, anyway, how do you know? Bernard Sanders. I'll go on. In Texas government schools, which is what he calls the public schools, uh, you'll discover almost nothing on Clarence Thomas, nothing on Justices Alito, Amy Coney Barrett, Gorsuch, or Kavanaugh. Those are all Republicans, in case you don't know that. But tons on Sotomayor and RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, tons glowing with praise at every level. And they've got from a little kid book with Sotomayor on the cover to, uh, you know, high school, more complicated fare about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but not a single book about how do you not have a book on Clarence Thomas if you're going to have Supreme Court justices in books? The second black Supreme Court justice, is that correct? Who's been there a very long time. Right. And his judicial philosophy is worth exploring. Going on. In Texas government schools, you'll discover books celebrating far-left, out-of-state legislators, past and present, such as Shirley Chisholm, Ted Kennedy, John Kerry, and one I don't know, uh, and others. But if you're a prominent GOP member of con- Congress, forget about it. There, there are no books about you. In Texas government schools, you might begin to believe that Barbara Jordan is the only member of Congress our state has ever had. So many books about her. Nothing by or from in-state legends like Ron Paul. I mean, God, he is nationally famous. He's a, he, he affected presidential elections. Or even Speaker of the House Sam Rayburn, who is one of the most influential politicians in the entire last century. He was Speaker of the House for like 40 years. Um, he was a Democrat, but not a progressive, so doesn't warn a book. Um, wow. Give you wow. One, give you one more example, and he had pages and pages of these. Well, in, that's because progressives are noble and want only what's good, and conservatives are mean and cruel and evil. Yeah, it's like that Georgetown law professor who said, no, the mob violence or threats of violence is okay if they're right, if they're correct about what they're angry Oh, great. Super. Well, that settles that. In the top-ranked government school district in Texas, there's not a thing in any book about Mike Pence, but a whole bunch of books about Kamala Harris. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I wouldn't read a book about either one of them. No, me neither. Don't. don't, Please. uh, I'd tell my kids... Don't, don't, take an F in this. If they assigned you this, just go ahead and get it, get an incomplete. Don't spend your time reading a book about a vice president. <laughs> it is I mean, time for us to yes. do what we have been doing, and that time is yes. every day. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if there was a, a chapter on Kamala in a book entitled uh, Dimwits Who've Risen Far Above Their Abilities Somehow, uh, <laughs> you know, okay, I get that. The, um, but the, holy the, cats! Maybe the Peter Principle explained would be a good one. Yeah, or uh, you know, a chapter in Willie Brown's autobiography. Certainly. Oh wow! 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 I can't believe you went there. Uh, that was restrained. Wow! <laughs> I distance myself from those comments. But yeah, I disavow. So, I disavow. Yeah, I mean it's it's both surprising and not surprising at the same time. 
That is government the, schools, and I love that term because public schools doesn't mean anything. They're schools run by the government and and some of the most uh, powerful lobbyists of the government, specifically public employee unions. Uh, the government schools are absolutely indoctrination factories, and and the idea of quote unquote indoctrination. Eh, it's one of those things that it it has a pleasant face and a and a fine excuse, yeah. Uh, behaving as a good citizen, understanding uh, there are rules and consequences for breaking them, learning all of the stuff, learning the the story of the country. Um, you could call that indoctrination, I suppose. Uh, but it's gotten into far left ideological indoctrination, obviously, to the point that you got a, two books about AOC and none about Sam Rayburn. I mean, it's just absurd. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Movie theater misconceptions. It's dark. They can't see what we're doing, even if they do have cameras. Wrong. They're infrared, so I can see everything that you're doing, whether you just snuck in food and drinks, or if you're just actually trying to get it on, you will be kicked out. I need the freshest popcorn. I need you to make me a batch right now, and if you don't, I'm not getting any. You actually don't want the popcorn that's directly out of the kettle because it's so hot. It's still this warm mush ball. It's not good. You want popcorn that has been sitting there for an hour or so, maybe. We're making popcorn all day long. It's not been sitting there for days on end but popcorn actually doesn't go stale for at least about a week. Oh, wow. Insider look at movie theaters, and you don't want the fresh popcorn. Interesting. What's a movie theater? <laughs> it's been ages. Just ages. Yeah, uh, it hasn't been that long for me because my kids, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. The whole experience, the popcorn and everything like that. But that is interesting. You don't want fresh popcorn is not the best. And they make mm. it recent enough that it's not like, the hot dog at the Seven Eleven. Okay, interesting. I'd like to debate the idea that it lasts for a week, though. Week-old popcorn is going to be like chewing gum, isn't it? Yeah, even next morning popcorn at home tastes different. It's still good enough to eat, but it's, it's different. Wow, but they're, they're, how about the fact that they're watching you on infrared cameras and knowing everything you're doing? I how didn't know that. that. Why? Of, uh, what, what, are they, what are they looking for? Make sure there's no hanky-panky, no hijinks. <laughs> There is something. Jack, would you like to address the question of the whole Earth Festival in Davis, California? Oh, it's a big hippie fest that they've had forever, and it's uh, around Earth Day, roughly. But some of the freakiest stuff I've ever seen at any kind of festival, like anywhere in America, any hippie sort of festival. It's it's the hippiest of hippie festivals I've ever attended anywhere. I mean, it makes like a lot of stuff you see on Venice Beach seem like you're at an Omaha, you know, Presbyterian bingo game. <laughs> so uh, I have a good friend who uh, is uh, a, a fine and upstanding citizen. He's also a musician. And like myself, you know, that brings you into all sorts of people with all sorts of different attitudes and that sort of thing. Uh, and a good friend of his is is quite the hippie drummer type and attended the whole Earth Festival. Well, before he went, he saw this message on social media from the whole Earth Festival organizers. We have a message for all about this year's whole Earth Festival. We will neither organize nor allow a free-for-all drum circle during the whole Earth Festival because we are unable to guarantee this practice is carried out respectfully. That's interesting because that's, that's one of the most popular parts of the whole thing. Uh, we want to be an inclusive festival for everyone. If you're a member of the drumming community... <clears throat> all right committed to culturally respectful drum practices 
What? <laughs> we encourage you to have a conversation with the future staff. We'll see you on the quad. Big heart. So what the frig are they talking about? Like, I watched the guy at the communist table talking to some college kids trying to convince them of the, you know, the joys of communism, for instance. Wow. Wow. So here's what they're talking about. The Whole Earth Festival strives to be an inclusive festival for everyone. Over the years, attendees have shared concerns about cultural appropriation. So a bunch of hippies whacking drums in a circle high. is high is cultural appropriation. And this year's staff is committed to addressing these voices. Cultural appropriation, which differs from appreciation by respect and attribution, refers to picking and choosing elements of a culture by outsiders without permission. It may benefit an outside part, uh, party monetarily or otherwise. We apologize for the harm the festival has caused. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, the harm that has been caused. You people cannot be but clowned. As you have done it, so you are a 50-foot clown rampaging over the landscape, <laughs> crushing the good and the evil in turn, <laughs> you, uh, 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 crushing houses, knocking over windmills. So this year, we'll neither organize nor allow a free-for-all drum circle wow. because we are unable to guarantee this practice is carried out respectfully. They eliminated one of the the, the, the favorite parts of the hippie festival, and you think that's going to make the world better How? Well, uh, here's a first-hand account from the friend of a friend who is a hippie drummer. Um, and I would probably get along with great. I was there. Yeah, we played while five or six karma patrols stood watch over us until the final one left. I was never personally asked to leave, but some said they were. It was clear they didn't want us there, but weren't going to use more than words and body language, so we just kept playing. They just stood and watched with disdain. Some people engaged them in discussions. At one point, one of them tried to yell over us with a bullhorn. We kept playing. At one point, a young woman yelled, You're hurting people! Oh, my God! I know! Oh, my God! I know! (laughs) How are you going to put the red nose on them and the fright wig and the big giant shoes they're already wearing them you're hurting people as the dancers wiggled and the kids played percussion toys yep at the end as i packed i sincerely asked them what do you see here two strongly answered appropriation wow you people are so crazy and you don't know it you're so crazy you are so freaking nuts and then my buddy so beautiful he texts Jerry, we're going to have to ask you to quit drumming in 3-4 time until you bring proof of Viennese ancestry to the council. <laughs> also, we don't allow people of Viennese ancestry to participate anyway because, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Little kids pounding on a drum, hurting people with cultural appropriation. And, and if you didn't appropriate all these different things... They would all just die away. And how does not everything fit into that if you wanted to do it? You're wearing shoes. Well, you know, we didn't come up with shoes in America. That was come up in Africa thousands of years ago. You're culturally appropriate in covering your feet. Well, and it's especially bizarre and idiotic in the world of of music and in particular percussion. I've I've been amongst I've been a percussionist. I've made music my entire life. The cross pollination of different percussion styles is what excites percussionists the worldwide it's it's not a bad thing it's like the electricity that runs through the entire deal and the idea that this is unsafe you're hurting people this is cultural people ought to be able to be institutionalized for saying that out loud you have a kink your brain doesn't work right i pray for you armstrong and getty
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Now, from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio. At the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Uh, Armstrong and Getty. These are bad guys. That is especially true. It's so bizarre and so grotesque. Yup. Okay. Well, that was unnecessarily frank, but how can this show be on one hand sometimes so highbrow, yet be what it is the rest of the time? Come on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I took out a podcast the other day that had uh, General McMaster on it. Do you remember him? He was Trump's national security advisor. Was he after Flynn? I think so. Anyhow, well-respected dude. Oh, yeah. Flynn only lasted like a month. Super smart dude we've had on before, written a bunch of books, well-respected by everyone. And uh, I heard him on a podcast, and he was talking a lot about China. And after talking about Russia, which is obviously a very big deal, Russia and Ukraine, Everybody realizes the big challenge for the United States going forward the next several centuries is China. And he made the point that the decoupling needs to happen now so that companies can do it. He said, I advise companies do it now so you can do it on your own terms and your own timeline because it is going to happen. It's not if, it's when. And you're going to end up with capital and material stranded in China. It's going to be on their timeline. It's going to be incredibly disruptive, which I think is... You know, pretty good advice. I gotta believe most major manufacturers are thinking this through, probably holding it off as long as they can because of the financial advantages of having laborers that can't ask for much, <laughs> and right. uh, and you don't have to pay them much. 
and and you can have them beaten if they don't perform and and also in these companies defense uh, those of those of which have who've come to terms with this reality they're probably building their new systems but he is right it's a matter of when not if yes agreed and, and i look forward to it and i think it'll be better for the world in all kinds of different ways and it leads me to this story that I thought was pretty interesting from the Wall Street Journal. The challenges of bringing production back home. And they feature a French sneaker maker. Solomon is the name of the shoes. S-A-L-O-M-O-N. I think I've come across that in various places. It's a really big deal in Europe. But they've built a new shoe factory in France. And now they've got to build an entire footwear supply chain in a country that so far hasn't had one because everybody's been manufacturing everything in China for so long. For decades, Western companies have made everything from clothes to toys in Asia, Eastern Europe, or Latin America, taking advantage of cheaper labor and highly developed supply chains. But the business case for that practice and the political case has eroded in recent years. Repeated shocks to the global economy, COVID, war in Ukraine, we all know that. Roughly two-thirds of U.S. and European manufacturers say they will bring some of their Asian production home by 2025. Two-thirds. Okay, that's good. That is pretty impressive, with a fifth saying they will bring back most or all of it, according to a survey of 125 companies conducted last year. So 20% say they're going to bring back most or all of it by 2025. That's just two and a half years from now. Some companies are acting already. Toy maker Mattel, incorporated last month, said it would shift some production out of Asia to Mexico. Betting maker Temper Sealy, who makes Tempur-Pedic and all the Sealy products, recently opened three new U.S. production facilities, saying they would reduce exposure to future supply chain disruptions. Footwear production is particularly tricky to repatriate. You know, all your athletic shoes are made in China. Because Asian shoemakers use cheap, plentiful, low-skilled labor. That model can't be recreated in the West, prompting companies to turn to automation to try to get the, the, the prices down. The France-made shoes we were talking about earlier will be as profitable as those made in Asia thanks to the savings from lower transportation costs and the elimination of custom duties. So it can get there. Because obviously you got the advantage if you don't have to ship all of those shoes all the way from China to the United States. Or France or wherever you're wherever you're selling them. But the supply chain thing was really interesting because you got not just the shoe, but every everything that goes into the shoe is also made in China. So the the the, the rubber, the little steel thing that goes on the end of the, the 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 thing on the shoestring, I mean just every tiny little part of it is also sure, manufactured. Foam and fabric, yeah. yeah. Every yeah, they went through all the, the the thread. All of it's manufactured in China too, so you've got to come up with it's going to take time, is the point. They're going to have to come up with factories in the United States that make all this thread and everything like that, so you can get that from you know, Wisconsin to Maryland, where they actually make the shoes, and, and that does, and that is coming soon. I started wearing New Balance. I got a pair of USA-made New Balance, because they're doing that, and I'm going to just put my Nikes away. I'm going to try to be as much as Set I... fire to them. Hurl so, them at Nike's headquarters. So as much as I practically can, I'm going to be a... Hurl them at Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I'm going to be a buy USA guy as much as I can. It's not easy to do, but I'm going to make that part of my, I don't know what, jihad, if you will. Hey, hey Michael, I got a I got a slogan for those French shoes. What I is it? See if you like this. So comfortable, it's like wearing croissants on your feet. <laughs> what do you think? I keep working on it. I, I think this is going to be really interesting to watch. 
as all of this, I, I, and I definitely think the I the ooginess of seeing that label. I've I've always had a little bit of it, but I think it's yeah. going to grow. The ooginess of looking under the tongue of the shoe or the back of your shirt or the whatever you know at, at the bottom of your. Uh, electronic doodad and seeing made in China, I think is going to become a kind of reaction. uh, Now I'm, I'm racked with guilt. Judy and I were, we're at the uh, local maker of, of golf wear uh, that we like. And they had uh, his and hers matchy, matchy uh, golf shirts that we thought next time we played at an event together, we can wear. And we're like, wow, those are great. Blah, blah, blah. We're, We're carrying up. And Judy says to me, Oh, she's looking at the tag made in China. I thought they're so cute, and we went ahead and got them. Way to be a bad American. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm racked with guilt. Like I, I say, I, I hope I spill mustard on them first time we play. I do. Do well. Do you agree? Do you think that's going to become a thing for a lot of people? Of just made in China gives you the oogies. Yes, it, it's already there. I mean, we uh, such nice people who who run this business. It's a small business. They're trying hard, uh, and they do the designs domestically and everything. But then they ship it off for manufacturing for China, and we like them personally and almost put them back on the rack. So yeah, in general, absolutely. So I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people just want what's cheap, 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 cheap. Go down to your local Walmart and ask people, do you care where this is made? For instance. Um, but but it's definitely a trend going. Well, in the I don't right know. Direction. That might be the first crowd uh, once this gets up and running that demands things be made in America. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, you could be right. It's a good point. Um, but I got to tell you, I get a, a quite a bit of satisfaction out of putting on a pair of. You, it says under the tongue "Made in the United States" New Balance as opposed to communist freaking China. Nike makes great products, but. How about this, Michael? Wear our shoes the next time you're fleeing the Germans. <laughs> no, no, that's not. It's a good. little long. That's yeah. Well, that's one of several problems that slogan has. <laughs> I do think, think I do I do think it's going to be like a, like a lot of things like um like the Me Too movement. You know, it was around for a long time. The the, the just obviously men shouldn't treat women like this, or a guy you know, rumors of this, and then just all of a sudden. No more, and just it became a thing where you, that is, that is not acceptable in society anymore. I think that's going to happen with made in China stuff. It, it'll take a while, but I think they'll reach a point where it's just that's it. I'm not going to participate in this anymore. Well, it may be uh, the point at which uh, guided missiles slam into Taiwan. Oh boy, yeah, could be. I mean, for instance, or China actually attacks one of our warships. Yeah. Yes, Michael. I put uh, all weather tech stuff in my car. Hundred percent made in the USA. All the mats and uh, oh yeah, all cool. car accessories. So yeah, if you're looking for that weather tech. Oh yeah, w- one more thing. More the more serious stuff that McMus. <sighs> Slow down, Jack. I've had a lot of coffee. Whew, my <laughs> tongue is actually vibrating. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> um, McMaster said uh, is also a when not if China moves on Taiwan. And they're building those islands in the sea and then militarizing them is the greatest land expansion of a country in world history. Wow. Territory. It's not, well, it's land under the water, but territory expansion in world history. And it clearly is. And it's absolutely a wildly irresponsible violation of international law and a violation of the promises they made. China utterly deceitful. And they've already done it and got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting. We keep sailing past those little islands saying, no, you don't own this. But uh, the day will come. They fire on one of our ships. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So a piece by Hugo Gordon that I thought was uh, pretty interesting and persuasive. Uh, In the middle of it, he quotes Alan Bloom's 1987 book, The Closing of the American Mind. I remember reading at least part of it ages ago. I've got a copy of it at home. Um, But one of the things that Bloom writes about is he saw that university leftism was dragging America into sort of a anti-rational imbecility that displaced reason with emotion. And he picked up on that in 87. Yes, yes. He noted that, quote, civilization, or to say the same thing, education, is the taming of the soul's raw passions. Indignation or rage was uh, was the vivid passion characterizing those in the grip of new moral experience. Long story short, if you're angry, you're right. 
became kind of a thing on campuses, and it was troubling yeah. to him. And, and about that time, I had a college professor, I remember showing a graph uh, where he said, uh, as, as knowledge goes up, certainty goes down, and vice versa. But apparently, that's not what was being taught by every teacher, yeah, or believed yeah, no by every what, teacher. Yeah, interesting, good tie in there. But so, getting back to uh, Hugo Gurdon's piece, which is uh, delightfully titled, The Unbearable Rightness of Being a Democrat which is a play on a famous title. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> top Democrats keep emailing me to tell me how angry they are. They're asking for money, and people apparently donate more if those seeking the handouts are in a rage. Uh, let's see. Nancy Pelosi asked me for support on the grounds that she was made sick to her stomach by original Supreme Court justices moving to overturn, quote, the constitutional right to abortion. Then the raging Cajun, uh, James Carville, emailed me saying he was furious. That was his one word headline. I'm so dang angry, he went on. I can hardly type this message to you. A flunky doubtless typed it for him, which is an amusing irony, but it's beside the point. (laughs) (laughs) The salient thing about uh, Carvel like Pelosi is that they think it's persuasive that his feelings are running high. On the left, anger is seen as self-justifying. Fury is its own excuse. If you're throwing a fit, you must be right. Rage or nausea make your arguments unassailable. Um, and then he mentions the uh, closing of the American mind stuff. These passionate militants graduated to run the Democratic Party and send me their fundraising emails. There's an ad, there's a, a, a unbreakable chain of causation between their emotional preening and the urge to violence that recently produced the firebombing of the pro-life anti-abortion organization's headquarters in Wisconsin. If you're a left winger, you can lob Molotov cocktails at people whose opinions you dislike and feel self-righteous about it. I'm reminded of that Georgetown professor you quoted. Oh, yeah, that uh, he said uh, violence is okay if the mob is right, (laughs) which is just incredible. And who's who's determining whether the mob is right or not? Well, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll decide for you. Thank you, professor. Graffiti scrawled on the Wisconsin organization's wall declared, quote, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. The dauber doubtless justified his or her physical threat because, you know, he or she was really mad. And why not? After all, rage supposedly justified a national orgy of destruction two years ago after the police murder of a black man, George Floyd. And I will point out this author uh, hesitates without hesitation. I'm sorry, writes without hesitation to call it murder. And just this past week, President Joe Biden's White House took days to stop making excuses for mobs attempting to intimidate conservative justices outside their homes. Initially, Press Secretary Jen Psaki repeatedly refused to condemn it, saying the president's view is that there is a lot of passion, a lot of fear, a lot of sadness about that leaked document. Passion, fear, sadness, emotions rather than reason. And he goes on in that vein. I think it's an excellent point and well-made, and we'll uh, post that for you at armstrongandgetty.com. But in a similar vein, there's a piece in the New York Post that points out a couple of recent tweets by various people, including Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who is just an evil crackpot if there ever was one. Evil crackpot. But she called out on friends in the LGBTQ plus community to recognize the leak of the draft opinion as, quote, a call to arms. Stating in a second tweet, we will not surrender our rights without a fight. Okay, that's political. You know, call to arms is a little bit much, but I don't pretend to be outraged by that sort of stuff, uh, which would be fine if the other side wasn't constantly pretending to be outraged by it. Right. Multiple verified blue check Twitter accounts, including a senior correspondent at Vox, have tweeted calls to burn it down. 
referring to both the country and the Supreme Court. They are still up and in good standing on Twitter. Bunch of phony hypocrites. Glad Elon is going to go in there and clean house. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's not a good direction to go, having passion decide these things. No, no, don't engage in it and don't tolerate it from the other side. Just because you're angry doesn't mean you're right. It was pointed out by Tim Sandifer in his Twitter feed that Georgetown Law, Georgetown Law School, has some problems. You got one Georgetown Law professor with an op-ed in the New York Times, let's give up on the Constitution. As As the nation teeters on the edge of fiscal chaos, observers are reaching the conclusion that the American system of government is broken. But almost no one blames the culprit. Our insistence on obedience to the Constitution. And then ends with... Before abandoning our heritage of self-government, we ought to try extricating ourselves from constitutional bondage so we can give real freedom a chance. Yeah, good idea, you nut. And then this one, speaking more directly to the uh, protesters there, uh, somebody tweeting out, there you have it, a Georgetown law professor said the quiet part out loud. This is a Georgetown law professor, Josh Chaffetz. Um, who's in favor of this sort of standing in front of the justice's house and screaming. And before you go with the, oh, so you port Janu- support January 6th, before you trolls show up, so it's the idea of you're okay with January 6th? No. The difference is substantive, says the law professor, who knows way more about what that word means than I do. When the mob is right... Some, but not all, aggressive tactics are justified when not, not. Oh, oh, okay. So a law professor says when the mob is right, they can do mobby stuff like gathering outside of your home and screaming at you. Yeah, they can break the law or violate the Constitution because they're right. And I'm sure, Professor, I'm sure, I, I hope, I pray, you would be willing to be that wise and benevolent Godhead who would decide when the mob could run roughshod and when it couldn't. Would you serve us, please, oh great one? Serve mankind in that way? Good God. Other legal thinkers weighing in. In other words, when my opinion is affirmed, then harassing Supreme Court justices at their homes becomes acceptable. Talk about bad precedents like the other side won't pick up where that left off. I can't believe, and I know you always say ideology trumps intelligence, but I still can't believe that a guy smart enough to be a law professor at Georgetown would say, well, if the mob is right, they can do violent things. What? Yeah. I know. Isn't that the opposite of rule of law? Yes, equal protection, which I think is an argument you've probably made a thousand times to the extent that you still like the Constitution at all, because I'm a little confused by that. Uh, there is, and, and folks, I'll bet you agree 100% with this. There is 0% chance that if conservatives with some righteous cause were to terrorize Ruth Bader Ginsburg's neighborhood back when she was with us, there is a 0% chance that they would say, yeah, they're justified in doing that because uh, I think they're right. Please, you lying liars. It's troubling that there are people in positions of influence on the left and the right who are regularly talking about abandoning the Constitution now. I don't remember this happening before. Yeah, I th- it has something to do with a modern age or, or social media or something that everybody thinks their take is so incredibly, A, important, and B, clearly right, 
that we should entrust them to replace the most successful governance, uh, uh, I'm sorry, document of self-governance ever invented. Okay, Mr. Talk Show host. Okay, Mrs. Columnist. Okay, chanting idiot in the street. We'll chuck the Constitution and listen to your wise and benevolent leadership. What? Who are these people? And who listens to them? What? God. Dang it, I was no genius in college, but I was not such a freaking chucklehead that I would have bought that the, the, the jackasseries these people are throwing out and think, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think we ought to overthrow the Constitution. My professor's right. Shamany. Chucklehead, Humanity. you say. Oh, God. I'm going to start breeding dogs or something. I'm tired of humans. They're too crazy and mean. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.